For those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this fourth Sunday of Easter, also known as Good Shepherd Sunday, is the gospel for today from John 10. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. In the name of our dear good shepherd, Jesus Christ, my beloved. One of my granddaughters uh, runs cross country and she's a rabbit. One time Jesus was talking about uh, King Herod of his day and he said, go tell that fox. My daughter, my granddaughter is not really a rabbit. Everybody knows that. But it's a metaphor. It describes that she's really fast. And King Herod was not really a fox. But he was sly and cunning, like a fox. The reason that for mentioning that is before us today, we have Jesus using a metaphor. He says, I am the good shepherd. I mean, it has to be a metaphor because we know that Jesus, by vocation, was a carpenter, an itinerant preacher, not a shepherd. And yet he says, I am the good shepherd, which actually translated means I am the excellent shepherd. Now, what do we know about shepherds? I just asked the kids. They don't have any shepherds in their family. You can go up and down Burleigh. You won't find any shepherd shops. I don't believe at Milwaukee Lutheran uh, High School or at Concordia that, that they have any courses as to how to become a shepherd and what kind of feed to give the animals and what kind of pens to build. So how do you find out what shepherds really were? Because, you know, just like we don't know what shepherds were 2,000 years ago, those disciples back there didn't have iPhones and TVs like we do. They didn't know anything about this. We don't know a whole lot about shepherding. But, you know, there's a me another metaphor here when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, because that means that uh, you and I are the sheep. Well, what are sheep like? Well, pretty soon, just around the corner, it's going to be state fair time. Boy, does time fly. And I always go into the sheep barn. And boy, is it noisy in there. And boy, does it smell. And if you ever buy any feed and you want to give uh, some feed to one of those sheep, they push each other out of the way because they want to be the, the one to get the food. And even though they look so cuddly on uh, greeting cards, you know, when you go up to one in the field, because I know some of our members when we were in Illinois had sheep, they're all dirty and they're all greasy and they have burrs in their wool and they're loud and they're pushy and they're skittish and they don't listen to any commands and they're completely offensive and they're defenseless against any prey like must have been around in Jesus' day, wolves and bears. You know... I think what uh, Jesus is trying to teach here is that is what repentance is all about. Recognizing that we are sheep, offensive, 
to God by our sinful thoughts, words, and deeds, and completely helpless to defend ourselves from the roaring lion, the devil, who walks about seeking to devour us. Once you recognize that, who you are, then and only then do you recognize your desperate need for the good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good, I am the excellent shepherd. Let's take a look at some of the characteristics that shepherds must have had to have uh, when you take a look at the sheep. I mean, what a dirty business, constantly watching out for noisy, rebellious animals. First of all, I think it must have taken a lot of patience. The writer of Lamentation says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. <clears throat> I'm sure it took a lot of care, caring, to care for animals who really didn't care a whole lot about you. And it was a job that took a whole lot of time and commitment. I mean, even we get to the Christmas story, and it also says... And there were in the same country shepherd about, uh, shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, because it was, wasn't just uh, you know, uh, uh, first watch, or second, uh, it was also second and third shift. It was 24-7. And you had to be courageous, too. In fact, that's why the shepherds, if you ever see, I, I think it was on the cover of the kids' bulletin, and it's on your, uh, your bulletin cover this morning, shepherd staff always had a crook on one end, because the sheep were always straying away and the shepherd had to go out there and grab them by the neck and pull them off a, maybe a cliff. And on the other end, we don't always know about that, there was a knife or a blade. And that's so the shepherd could <clears throat> defend his sheep from rustlers or wolves or lions. You certainly had to be self-sacrificing, putting another interest another one's interest way before your own all the time. Those were the characteristics, I'm pretty sure, of ancient shepherds. Jesus is the good shepherd. Why did he come? Ezekiel tells us, for this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. I will pasture them. Nobody else could do the job that needed to be done. And so Jesus came himself to get the job done. The Old Testament shepherds, the priests, and the leaders of the church were wrecking the message, and so were the church leaders of Jesus' day, wrecking the message. Just pay attention to the rules of the church and everything will be fine. And along came Jesus and said, No, you're sinners. You need to repent and turn to the Lord. Standing before his listeners, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Now, this was not the first time, and it wouldn't be the last time, that Jesus said, I am. In fact, it's kind of interesting. If you take a look in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am seven times. Isn't that interesting? I am the gate. I am the light of the world. I am the vine. You are the branches. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. 
I am the bread of life. Now, Jesus' listeners knew exactly what he was saying whenever he would say, I am. When God called uh, Moses uh, out of that burning bush to lead his people out of Egypt, and Moses said, oh, he had all those excuses, and finally he said, I don't even know your name. What am I supposed to tell the people when they say who sent me? And God said, I am who I am. You tell the people that I am sent you because I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. When Jesus said, I am, his listeners knew very well that he was referring to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He knew that what Jesus was saying was standing right in front of them was the Lord God himself in human form. Did the people understand Jesus? Some people say they didn't really understand what Jesus was saying. You bet they did. Later on in John it says, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said he is demon-possessed. He's crazy. Why listen to him? We are not trying to stone you for any of these reasons, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, said that you are God. Later at Pentecost, bold Peter preached. He said, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. So either Jesus, you've got to pick one of the two, either Jesus is a madman claiming to be God, or, he re- or else he really is. And of course, we know that Jesus backed up all of his claims. He said, I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. And so what did Jesus do? He died and he came back to life once again. And you might say, why is it so significant? Why is Easter so significant? St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. In other words, if Jesus was only a man who simply came to earth to try to teach mankind how to lead a better life here on earth and how to be kind to animals, then all the stuff that we're doing here as Christians is foolish, foolishness, and about as temporary as the tulips in my garden. But Jesus Christ is both Lord and God who came into our world to suffer things worse than the flu, worse than pneumonia, worse than AIDS, worse than cancer. He came as a human to sweat blood, to be whipped and to bleed and to be nailed to a cross and to die and to come back to life once again to complete as the complete substitute and punishment victim for you so that you could go free. So that means that all of our earthly life, whatever your job is, whatever your lot in life is, it's all tempered by those facts. What Jesus did, therefore, who you are and what you will be. But you know there's more to the metaphor, too. The good shepherd has the power to change things. 
You know, if a shepherd spent enough time with the little lambs, minute after minute, day after day, year after year, the little lambs, feeding them in his own lap, eventually when they got older, they would actually recognize his voice because they turned from these rebellious little creatures into loving pets. And they actually recognized and followed the shepherd's command. And so he didn't have to drive them. He could lead them, and they would follow him. Now, after everything is said and done, i got to confess that I don't want to be a sheep. But I do want to be a sheep of Jesus' flock. Psalm 28, The Lord is the strength of his people, the fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. You see, I need my good shepherd to carry me when I just can't do it alone anymore. I need to know that I'm safe in this chaotic world. Psalm 100. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I need to know that I have a Savior that does not look at his flock as a bunch of generic wool, but that individually loves me. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as I know the Father and the Father knows me. Jesus loves me every day the same, even calls me by my name. You know how much Jesus knows about you and cares about you? And maybe you've heard that before in Scripture. It says, you know, he knows every a hair on your head is numbered. That doesn't mean that he knows how many hairs you have on your head. It means that he's numbered each one. That's how individually Jesus knows you and cares for you. And there's one last metaphor about Jesus as the shepherd that really sort of blows your mind. And you find it in Revelation chapter 7. And it says, For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In heaven, isn't that interesting? The Lamb is the shepherd. The one who will watch over you for all eternity is the Lamb of God, sacrificed on the altar of the cross for you, lives again for you. Why? Because, as Isaiah said, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the criminals. Because the lamb is our good shepherd, we can confidently say, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As St. Peter says, 
For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Will God grant that for Jesus' sake? Amen. Please stand. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.